0: bad i i honestly was kind of playing it by ear as to whether i was going to be able to record today um i i'm i still am honestly at some point i might have to be like well can't do anymore bye so okay i I don't know
1: we'll Um, we'll 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 do what we can to that end let's do it sure uh
0: Hello and welcome to the Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show that it is our one life raft of sanity as the world slips inegri- inexorably into the void. I'm Max, and I'm Jr. <laughs> and I kind of fucked up that intro. Whatever. What? Eh, uh, you, it's inexorably is a is a whole lot of word. That's it's. I it's a word that I generally don't have problems with until i'm called upon to actually say it in like that sort of context oh yeah and then my brain's just like don't fuck it up don't fuck it up yeah, don't fuck it up uh, you uh, fucked it up uh, <laughs> uh, You
1: fu- on syllable one what yeah. the
0: fuck man uh okay hey 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 it was syllable two all right
1: yeah i think you, um, yeah, you're right i'm sorry no. all right uh how's it going uh it goes yeah, cool. that's pretty much what I got. My yeah. week was uh my week, my two weeks were trying. Um mm. but then last night was better and I'm being purposely vague because it's family shit, so. Fair um right. you? Uh
0: Back is fucked. Yeah. Uh I feel like at some point it will probably lead to surgery. Cool, but we'll see.
1: Hey, there you go. Yeah,
0: yeah. Proud nothing of you. Nothing like nothing <laughs> like them cutting into your living spine, right?
1: Well, they, uh, I mean, they're very stuff like that. Though it's like it's very small cuts, and then lots of probes. We orthoscopic surgeries. Okay, moving on. You know,
0: it's been a while since I've had a good probing. So, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah, the world continues to suck. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I I really need of Yeah, my brother and I were talking about this last night. Is I need a, I need another night in the woods, like the vi- the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he he apparently has been told by people that it's the second coming of video games storytelling and I was like no, no 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 I don't think it's that good I think it's just peaceful and good and kind of there's a mystery but like it doesn't matter um and I need okay. one of those I need one of those something just sort of engaging but light and mm-hmm. that would be great in right now so that yeah. I could not worry about all of the bullshit that I can't personally change. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. I uh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> news. Uh, all cops are bastards. No. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> yeah. You meant comics news.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Th- not. Not that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we had a whole yeah, bunch there's, of... F- there's a lot.
0: We had a <laughs> whole bunch like
1: of trailers in the last few weeks. Um, just
0: a whole lot of... I I really hate how much time we have to spend on the MCU and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but it's there, and we can't ig- just ignore it. Yeah. Um And I don't want to ignore it completely. That's That's the problem. It's like your choices are to either talk about all of it or to ignore all of it and i don't want to ignore all
1: of it so i how about this um just one or two sentences what did you think about each trailer and or the news that they actually have new release dates okay
0: well uh black widow was
1: moved back obviously good yeah Um, they and, and it, the good thing was to me was like they just they finally got off the pot, right? Like, yeah. and May is a good date. May feels safe, uh, safer. I don't, safer, I, you know. Well, like, I... I don't know. Who knows? Like, I don't want to get into that dumpster fire because we just sort of sidestepped it. Um, <laughs> May feels better. I like that they finally just made a decision. It feels like they made that decision because Mulan performed only adequately. Um, and they were just like, fuck it. We're Disney. We can do this. And they just shifted everything. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Uh,
1: the Hellstrom trailer. Let's go there.
0: Painfully generic. Right. Um, you know we were talking about how i think i think hellstrom has incredibly strong bones that so far as i know have not been adequately utilized uh not in what we've read yeah my i have never encountered a hellstrom story that lives up to the promise of the premise uh the show i don't know like it's it's hard it looks like generic
1: television horror and so i my thing was yeah aggressively generic and weirdly un-marvel related like Mm -hmm. normally when they do runaways or shield or any of these other uh um like offshoot shows there's like Stamped with Marvel shit all over them right like and this one I was like I was looking at it being like are we even sure this is a Marvel Studios thing like this this doesn't it feels like it was made explicitly by ABC and I can't I don't know what that means yeah Um, okay and then WandaVision looks good I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do same. Uh, looks Looks like they're finally gonna... Yeah. Uh, then what was the third? There was a third one. Sword. Oh, yeah. Sword got announced as a possible thing.
0: Which... Why? Like... The new Sword <sighs> comic that they've announced...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is like, okay, but... We've tried to make S.W.O.R.D. happen a couple of times now, and it's just not happening. And I I start to feel like maybe this is yet another Joss Whedon X-Men thing that just kind of needs to be jettisoned.
1: <laughs> I don't know that it needs to be jettisoned, but like... I'm fine with it just sort of being there and available as a wrench if you have need for it, but I don't they're not doing We
0: don't need to make it, we don't need to make it a thing. Yeah. It can it can it doesn't even need to be shield level, but they keep trying to make it a shield level thing and and especially when we just got done with Agents of Shield like and so, I mean, like, didn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. T- spend a ton of time on the Kree? Yeah, So well, they went to the what, future
1: for that, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but still, aliens and shit, and it's like, what can Sword bring to the table that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't
1: already? Looks around.
0: <laughs> a protagonist <laughs> with green hair.
1: <laughs> um. uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what you got as a protagonist with green hair. I, okay, so in the comics, I like I like sword as a uh, like I said, like a, a wrench, a tool um, that is available if you need it um, for from a storytelling standpoint. In a in the I don't know why you make a show though, like that's.
0: Well here's here's my fundamental problem with sword. What does Sword do that couldn't already fall under the purview of SHIELD? I mean ignoring the shows and Look, the stuff that Agents of SHIELD did. Like no, I why know. couldn't SHIELD have just had a wing devoted to extraterrestrial stuff? And yet we have to introduce a whole other agency that does a whole different thing from shield why yeah so i don't know whatever it's it's fine i'm more interested to see the comic because like fabian cortez is in there and Ooh. stuff like that so i don't know whatever and I like Abigail
1: Brand. <laughs> I like her design, and I like her as a character, but they, you're right. I'm I'm on your side here about, like, sword itself doesn't need to be a thing, but I don't mind. I want her around. Uh, hmm.
0: That's fun. Make her Abigail Brand, co-director of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Mm. I don't give a shit. Um... Let Samuel L. Jackson stop running around like he's not seventy. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like Samuel L. Jackson has a better idea of what he's capable of his age than I do. Sure. But like, uh you know, watching Captain Marvel, they de-aged him physically, but he still moved like a seventy-year-old man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, moving on to actual comic book news, uh, depending on where you live, there are issues with Marvel's, uh, printers causing delays. Um, I know like there were swaths of Europe that did not receive books last week or the week before, uh, that's apparently still ongoing. So yeah. Yeah you know if you're still hanging in there on the floppies uh, it's that much harder now
1: Yikes. um
0: otherwise empire ended and uh, the actual the actual fallout from empire
1: mhm
0: kind of mostly seems unconnected to the Uh, story of empire to this to the actual like events of empire um huh i don't know like there's a couple there's a couple of things that happen like uh did you ever read original sin
1: oh shit
0: when uatu died
1: No, I guess not, because I don't remember that. So. I thought Original Sin was a, uh, like, Norman Osborn bullshit.
0: Nah, they've used it a few times, because there was a Wolverine story. Yeah. Where it turned out that he had actually been sent to kill Xavier when he joined the
1: X-Men. Sure. Uh, That thing, I I think I read that. Yeah. So,
0: Original Sin was a storyline back in 2014-15 it was what led to Thor becoming unworthy because Nick Fury whispered in his ear and then Thor could no longer lift Mjolnir uh, but the actual story of Original Sin uh, centers around Uwatu the Watcher was killed and one of his eyes was stolen Uh and blah 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 whatever the end result of it all was that the other eye winds up being stolen by Nick Fury. It turns out that the Nick Fury you know uh, or have seen for years now was actually an LMD and that the Infinity Formula in Nick's veins had broken down and he was now aged. Um, but he takes the eye uh, in the end, he winds up becoming, I think he's called the Unseen. Uh, he like stuck the eye in his own head and had, was basically chained to the moon and forced to watch it. Uh, at the end of Empire, Uwatu reforms himself from the eye in Nick Fury's head. Uh, still missing the other one. And he comes out and says that there's going to be a reckoning. In addition, Abigail Brand gets pissed off at uh, at Carol Danvers because she didn't tell her anything before the Katati actually attacked. Uh, didn't tell them that they were there. That the Korean scroll were coming, any of that. And Um This was ostensibly because like Carol Danvers was heading up Shield, sword, but then she stepped down and Abigail Brand took it back over, and uh she but the working relationship was still there, but in the end Abigail Abigail is just like Go fuck yourself! I cannot do this job if you are not going to tell me things. Sword is not your backup. We do not work for you. We cannot do our jobs if you withhold information. So she storms off. At the end of it, uh, there is a bit where it flashes forward, and Sword. Sword is shown to have, like, destroyed. All the heroes and everything. And that's what's leading into the Dawn of X Sword series. So Yeah. But both of those things don't really tie into the actual events of Empire. I don't know. Empire. Yeah. I feels- enjoyed Empire. Um uh Immortal She Hulk was pretty good. I will say that Immortal She-Hulk was interesting. Um, But anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, that sounds like a lot. It is. And it sounds like a lot, but right at the end. (laughs) It is.
0: Yeah. Huh. I mean, at least... I mean...
1: Was the story... Was the story up until... Until the... You fucker, you needed to tell us this. Why didn't you... You have to treat us like we're an equal arm of this thing we do. Was the story up until then... Uh... Fun? By and large,
0: yeah. Um... I generally liked Empire. Uh... There were, there were some things that were kind of frustrating. Uh, Johnny was necessary to, was instrumental to, uh, to handling some shit on the sun. And they were writing Johnny like it's his first fucking week as a superhero. Like, he was like... Oh, man, I hope I'm up to this. I wish Reed and Sue were... And it's just like, dude, you've been doing this, like, how long? Even with the compressed timeline? Like, Mm -hmm. you're one of the original superheroes in this universe. Like, fucking act like it, man.
1: Yeah. Even with the compressed timeline, you've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah.
0: Like you you got it you You, can handle it
1: you should know your limits by now
0: (laughs) yeah um and more to the point you should be willing to like push those limits when it's necessary you shouldn't be sitting there second guessing yourself you're johnny fucking storm
1: yeah and and like uh, yeah using sue and reed as a crutch at this point is uh silly (laughs) Mm. like even if it's only been even if it's only been five years right no it's still silly you've been doing this forever like that long you're fine yeah Uh,
0: (coughs) in addition like i said x of swords began and uh the big problem (laughs) the big problem is you have jonathan hickman uh sort of overseeing the whole X side of things, which means that shit's convoluted to begin with. And X of Swords involves Krakoa, Arako, and Otherworld, which just makes it that much more convoluted. And so X of Swords creation is just kind of like, okay, I'll pretend I followed that just to see some swords. (laughs) Like... Um, so I don't know about that yet. Um, it's really annoying that we, we cannot seem to, uh, it's literally like one, one big storyline ends and the next one begins that may, I admit that was probably because of COVID. They may not have meant for them to dovetail to that extent. But Jesus fucking Christ! Um, and then uh, the last. Yeah, so, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I was just gonna say, like, I, it felt for a while. It felt like they were doing Earth crossover, cosmic crossover, Earth crossover, cosmic crossover. Like, and those being back to back was fine. Um, yeah. When it's Earth, 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 it's just like ugh, I'm so tired. I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Um, Anyway. It it is. It's, um, well, yeah, because it's like overall Marvel Universe crossover, then like X-Men crossover, Avengers crossover, Spider-Man crossover, on and on and on. And it's just like, guys, please, you're killing me. The last thing is, so this is just a bit of fun. In Thor number seven, uh, Thor has stepped away from the Avengers because he's king of Asgard now and he's got shit going on and he just killed Galactus. And so he's got, he's got some stuff going on. <laughs> he just is all I'm killed saying. Galactus. <laughs> um, and so the Avengers are fighting a big monster Thor cannot step away long enough to go help them in person. So he stands in Asgard and just drops Mjolnir. And it travels through the Nine Realms to Midgard and plows through the head of the monster. Uh, And everybody's just like, oh shit. And then Tony's just like, anybody got a Sharpie? And uh, so Tony writes something cheeky on Mjolnir so that when... Thor calls it back. He sees it. I forget what he wrote. Doesn't matter. Standard Tony stuff. Um, but Thor, just to fuck with Tony in return, writes, drops Milner in Oklahoma. Um, and Tony gets a phone call to go and deal with it. When he gets there, a bunch of people are around it. And he's like, how... Okay. Cool, but like also what how did you reach me like that? And he dude points at me on there and it says call Tony Stark and then has his personal line on there. Uh the thing is this is a fun little easter egg. That number actually works. It is 212 970 4133 and when you call it
1: Yes, this is Iron Man. However, due to some big blonde jerk, I no longer use this number. But hey, nice try anyway. For all things Tony Stark, please visit www.tonystarkironman.com and uh, try and stay safe out there, yeah? I'm busy enough as it is. <laughs> That's
0: fun. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to tonystarkironman.com, it's just marvel's webpage but with uh, that issue of thor on the front page hmm. but yeah just a fun little thing no big deal yeah I, uh
1: yeah so it doesn't after, take much sorry it doesn't Do take much it doesn't take much right now for me to just be like oh that's nice yeah it's just nice and like you're an idiot I, I'm like, yeah, I know, but you it's know, nice. You know,
0: it's one of those things that any news story of any level where I'm able to go, oh, well, that was a little bit of fun. And then not immediately find out, well, that that phone message was actually recorded by children in a third world sweatshop. Yeah. Like that's a win for me yeah <laughs> that's how that's how completely and utterly fucked things are it's just like as long as there is no moment immediately afterward where it's just like and everyone involved is
1: a dead rapist
0: and you're just like
1: what <laughs> like? and everyone involved contributes to the creation of zyklon b Yeah. Oh fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the byproducts of that message, every time you call it, it's creating Zyclon B. Oh
1: no. God damn it.
0: Uh yeah. So I don't know. So probably we'll probably learn that like I don't know. The voice actor's been me too'd or something.
1: I I I hope not.
0: I can't do this year anymore.
1: I'm trying desperately to continue doing this year, <laughs> because if I look yeah. away, who knows what'll happen? Yeah. Let's comics. God Let's damn it. Comic.
0: Uh. So we start this week with Iron Man number one ten. I'm gonna do my best because these I read these fucking two weeks ago. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man number one ten has a cover by Dave Cockrum and Terry Austin. And is written by Bill Mantlo, penciled by Keith Pollard, inked by Fred Keita, colored by Mary Titus, lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Bruce Patterson, and edited by Archie Goodwin. Um. So, having been teleported away by the weird egg thing that they found on the moon right in front of the, uh, the Russian, what is it, Honor Guard? Winter Guard? Honor Guard
1: it sounds... Winter Guard sounds right. I don't remember.
0: In front of Dark Star...
1: <laughs> uh, a Crimson Dynamo uh, and... Crimson uh,
0: Dynamo and that other guy. Yeah. Um,
1: Aggro Jerk.
0: Yeah. Uh, they find themselves on a ship in a Rijelian colonizer fleet. Um, and through... Through backstory, we we eventually find out that what happened is as follows. Um, the The knights of Wundagore, the um, the animals evolved into sentient beings by the High Evolutionary, have found a new world that they've named Wundagore Two. Um, this Regelian colonizer fleet, um, found it and now they're fighting over it. If you don't recall the Regelians, they showed up previously in Thor, uh, wherein their planet had been destroyed, but they now have a new one. Um, right. But we get into that later. Um, yeah when they are initially teleported there the Regellians are like oh shit and uh, slap them in in uh, they as I recall what they what they said was they polarized it was polarized proton particles but like protons are already polarized so whatever it's like reverse the, reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. It's total meaningless bullshit, but whatever. Uh, but Iron Man is able to get out. Uh, there's some scuffling and there's the Punisher, the robot created by Galactus uh, that predates Frank Castle. And so that leads to some problems. Ultimately... Uh, we find out that the growing man was sent by the Regellians, um, and that, yeah, um, we, this story works because initially Iron Man is like, yeah, I'll help you, fine, or whatever, um, but then he quickly discovers, oh shit, I should not be helping these people, um, and he and Jack fight the Regellians. Um But in this in the course of this we we end with them uh, launching an attack on Wondegore 2 and the Knights of Wendegore, um coming and meeting the invaders. Um, in addition, back on Earth, uh, Whitney Frost is kicking around Stark International, uh, and she's kind of stressed out about this LMD that has taken Tony's place while he's gone. Um, just because she's really not sure that this is an entirely good idea.
1: Well, uh, she her- has to babysit the thing, right? Yeah. To make sure that it doesn't do anything crazy. Because it's. It's a good LMD. It ain't Tony Stark, though. Like, and it's acting a little off. It feels to me that she has she's kind of uh, playing goalie here and being like, "Nope, not that way." Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Um, well, and there's a
0: scene in this week's reading where the LMD is like called upon to make a decision, I and can't. she has to step in and be like. Well, I think what Tony's trying to get at is that we should blah, blah, blah. And the LMD is like, yes.
1: Yes, that is a thing I'm saying. And it's
0: just like, yeah. Uh, Um, The
1: only other thing that happens is uh, we check in on our Russian weirdos and uh, they basically are told to by Stalin. It's Stalin's floating head. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to um, just stay there and wait until the Americans come back.
0: Well, and Stalin, Stalin was way dead at that point.
1: Oh yeah, so... no, very dead. It's just it's Stalin's floating head. I don't know why. <laughs> it could it must have been like
0: whoever was premier at the time i think we're past khrushchev because khrushchev was around the time of kennedy um i don't know enough i don't know enough russian history to be able to say who it is um but yeah whatever some some russian guy with a Bitch and mustache. It's a it's Russian. Awesome it's it's that. a
1: generic Russian general with a bitch yeah. and mustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Iron Man number
0: one eleven has a cover by Keith Pollard and Terry Austin, colored by George Russo and lettered by Gaspar Saladino and Joe Genevese. Um, so, Iron Man goes out uh with the um Ragellians. to face off against the Knights of Wondagore. Um Jack is still back on the ship. Uh and at one point nearly gets blasted, but this Rajellian blocks the energy with his own body. Um <clears throat> so Iron Man Iron Man kind of tries to mitigate the amount of lo- life lost here but uh, several knights die several regelians um and ultimately Iron Man goes down uh onto the planet itself um however this happens because he sees the regelian straight murdering the knights of Wondagore. i don't know what he what else he thought was going to happen but uh so he tries to save them gets blasted crash lands on the planet um while on the planet he's attacked by this creature and he manages to deal with it but it leaves him depowered and he's found by the knights. As they are taking him back, he kind of surreptitiously plugs himself in. Um but he tells them, Hey, I'm on your side here. These people should not be invading your planet. Uh it is at this point that we'd find out that the new men having arrived on Wondagore devolved back into their animal uh forms the rigellians showed up fin- having found an empty planet with a bunch of cities and the uh so they were like cool we'll live here um the radiation from the rigellians caused the new men to evolve again and that's when things uh started um the Jack tries to talk to the Regellian commander and the Rijelion commander is just like, no, this is what we're doing. And he's like, and if you have a problem with it, we'll just teleport through that egg back on Earth's moon and take Earth instead.
1: And so... uh, And Jack Jack doesn't know enough to be like, uh, you idiot. Just because he's He's so new. He can't be like, he can't be like, um, but if you do that, Thor's gonna kick the shit out of you. So, seems like a bad idea. Uh, Iron Man knows that. Iron Man knows that, uh, or Tony knows that, um, Thor, the Ragellian, the, well, and that's the other thing that, like, comes to light more clearly, this issue, is that, This is an offshoot colonizer fleet. Like it's separated from the main Rigelian that all the main Rigelian fleet that already colonized like and they have a new world. Right. And this guy, the main the main general in charge of this fleet is like grabbing for power. Yeah. by making his own world and that's why what... it's
0: it's a very manifest destiny kind of like you know yeah yeah that's fine for them i'm going to colonize my own world and set myself up and right. yeah uh so iron man number 112 has a cover cover by keith pollard and bob wachek inked by alfredo alcala colored by don warfield lettered by irving watanabe And edited by Jim Shooter. Um, Iron Man and the Knights board the colonizer ship. Arcturus is just like, well, that's it then. And starts uh, sending shit through. uh, Starting with the Punisher robot. Iron Man gives chase. um, And uh, the Dark Star and the rest... Start handling the Regellians pouring through, while Iron Man fights the Punisher. They start. The Punisher starts heading for Earth. Iron Man follows. No one on Earth knows what the hell it is, so they just know something's coming. So, Madam Mask, through the Tony LMD, has them launch a super missile. Um, the super missile. Streaks toward them. Iron Man forces the Punisher in front of it. And uh, it gets blasted pretty well. They land and he defeats it. Um, the um, Back on the Rogelian ship, Arcturus, the commander... Tries to make a deal with the Knights of Wundegore. He's like, help me conquer Earth, and we'll leave your planet alone. Um, Before that really has a chance to happen, um, recorder number 211, the one that had been chilling with Thor, uh, arrives and says, what are you doing? The Regellians have a new homeworld why are you fighting over a planet you don't need uh, the rest of the the rest of the Rogelians lay down arms and Arcturus is taken into custody um, the Rogelians, uh provide a ship for the Russian heroes and Jack of Hearts to get back to Earth and the recorder's like it's fine I'll destroy the egg bye and that's that um
1: not awful. Uh Honestly, no. Um it's a lot. Um that happens right at the end. Yeah. And it it's gets very wrapped up pretty quickly. It's um, very observer as or recorder as Deus Ex Machina, but like at the same time Literally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm fine with it. Like A, I like Recorder. B, this is the thing that kind of needed to happen. is like someone showing up and being like, first of all, no. Second of all, Thor. So, like, don't. What are you doing? And. Yeah. I also like the part where it feels kind of like the. He. He feels... It feels kind of like he's almost getting through to the Knights of Wondagore. The... The Rigelian commander guy is being like, you know, help me take Earth. I'll leave you all alone. And they're like, "Mm. hmm. Hmm. And then... And then Recorder shows up. I don't know. Yeah. I
0: thought it was okay. I, I I thought overall it was pretty good. The... I like the the whole, like, oh, I'm on the wrong side, or this isn't my fight. Oh, wait, no, there's a wrong that needs to be righted kind of thing is a trope, but it works. You know, no matter how many times you see it, it still works, yeah. um, and it's just a nice, straightforward sort of, you know... There's a clear aggressor here. Uh you know, and let's take him out. Um overall it was fine. It's better than some of the Iron
1: Man stuff we've gotten. So cool. I I'm not classifying it that way. I think it's better than some of the beast men or new men stuff we've gotten. A lot of new well, men yeah. stuff. A lot of a lot of the things involving the new men are usually like, oh my god. Alright. Yeah. Well and I...
0: and to be clear, when I say better than some of the Iron Man stuff we got we've gotten, I mean like Dread Knight. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> yeah. like okay. I'm I'm at least on board enough with this with these issues. So uh next we get to Fantastic Four, number 192. Uh, this one I feel like we can blow through pretty quickly. Uh, covered by George Perez and Frank Giacoya. Written by Len Wein. Penciled by George Perez. Inked by Joe Sinnott. Colored by Glennis Wein. Lettered by Joe Rosen. And edited by Marv Wolfman. The Fantastic Four have broken up. We know, we know this. Um, ben is going to work doing some test flying Sue has gotten an offer to go and be in a movie, Reed is doing Reed stuff and Johnny got an invitation to go and drive in a race in the Southwest he arrives, runs into Wyatt Wingfoot Wyatt Wingfoot introduces him to uh, his friend Rebecca Um, Rebecca Rainbow which, all right. Um, the the short version of all of this is Johnny goes to drive in the race, so does Rebecca Rainbow. She's also a driver. Cool. Uh, before the race really has a chance to do anything, a tornado shows up. It turns out it's uh, that one dude, Texas Twister, uh, that tried out for the... Uh, <laughs> the frightful four. He was the um,
1: he was the guy that showed up and was like, "Okay, cool. How much does it pay?" And they yeah. were like, "No pay. We're evil." And he's like, "Oh, I was under I'm I was mistaken. Bye." Um yeah. So, I I I he was fun in that issue.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Texas Twister here is working for someone um I guess eventually we find out that it was S.H.I.E.L.D. and that the whole point of this was to. was an attempt to recruit Johnny to work for them. But it's a moot point because the Fantastic Four is going to get back together anyway. But, uh. yeah, they, manage, they defeat the Texas Twister and send him packing. Uh. and everybody's like, cool. Happy ending. Whatever. Fantastic Four, number 193, <laughs> uh, has a cover by Keith Pollard and Joe Sinnott, written by Len Wein, Keith Pollard, Bill Mandlow, uh, penciled by Keith Pollard, and cancelled, <laughs> colored by Francois Pollard and Janice Cohen. Uh, this issue is all about Ben's uh, work, um, and, uh, uh, he is getting ready to test a new ship for NASA, um, but it comes under attack from Darkoth, uh, previously the demon thing working for Doom. Um, Darkoth is initially repelled. Then Ben gets a phone call ostensibly from his dead friend, um, whose name escapes me, Uh, Um, Desmond Pitt. There it is. Desmond Pitt, um, who's like, hey, the the shuttle's been sabotaged. Ben is like, do not pretend to be my dead friend. Go fuck yourself. Hangs up. They do check the shuttle and find that everything is as it should be, ostensibly. Right. However, the problem is not someone changed the shuttle from its plans. The problem is that earlier on, the plans had been altered in order to sabotage it. So they wouldn't have found anything wrong. But... Uh, the we get a brief vignette of Sue in Hollywood and the Impossible Man shows up and he's like, hey, I'm bored. And she's just like, just, it's Hollywood, go look around. Uh, he then pops back up later and he's like, I'm still bored. This place kind of sucks. And she's like, I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> and he's just like, well, fuck you too, then, and whatever. Um, but the the thrust of all of this is that um, Ben goes up on the shuttle. Uh, it turns out Darkoth is being uh, blackmailed by Diablo. And Diablo found Darkoth after he crashed back to Earth the last time he showed up. Darkoth was on the verge of death. Diablo used his alchemical potions to restore Darkoth's life, but it—he still depends on Diablo for his continued existence. Um, the Diablo cuts in on the radio and informs Ben of uh, the fact that yeah the ship was sabotaged but it was sabotaged so long ago nobody knew Um, and he is using he is using a beam to divert the energy collected by the solar panels on the ship that energy is being collected in order to for Diablo to get his revenge on Doom for stranding him in a shitty post apocalyptic future. Um, Darkoth intervenes and shuts down the beam, um,
1: long enough for Ben to be able to like rest control away of the ship and land right. it attempt to land it uh at the end of this though it explodes
0: yeah it crashes in the desert and woohoo ben's dead
1: he also managed to somehow to trace the signal back to where it was coming from in the desert because comics (laughs) because comics and he it's fine so he's headed there that's why he crashes where he does
0: right Um, uh so that brings us to Fantastic Four number 194 with a cover by George Perez and Danny Crespi inked by David Hunt, colored by George Russos, and lettered by Annette Kuecki. Um, NASA scrambles their people. Alicia et all arrive at the crash site and there is no sign of Ben. Uh, what they don't know is that he has wandered off into the desert uh to look for diablo's
1: lab um well it seems to me that he was thrown clear of the explosion like far enough that he just stands up while they're still looking but he's like a mile and a half away and is just like what happened right i'm gonna go kick a guy's ass that's what i'm yeah it's it's
0: (laughs) far enough away that they don't see him yeah no Uh, but
1: i still think that's great that he's like he basically just sits up and is like what right diablo i'm gonna go kick his ass okay right here we we go and he gets up and just wanders into the desert i fucking love it (laughs) yeah uh
0: so he uh starts walking um Meanwhile, at the bunker, um, Diablo's thrilled. Darkoth's sad. Um, <laughs> Shortest version of that story. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just, that's the. I don't want to spend a ton of time. No, with. no, no, like, no. It, there's nothing there's more there. <laughs> Darkoth, you know, Darkoth is grieving because you know Ben Grimm was his best friend, even though we've never heard of him before this issue. Uh, these issues. Um, and, you know, yeah. Uh, but Dark Hoth is just like, this is bullshit. I agreed to work with you because you wanted to get revenge on Doom. There was nothing in that about killing Ben. And Diablo's just like, yeah, well...
1: It I is, did what I had to do. It is like, now.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes... On the path to revenge, people have to get God. Um, So, when... Excuse me. uh, You know, there's a bunch of backstory of how we wound up here. Who gives a shit. Um, The upshot of it, though, is like we said. He finds Darkoth, revives him. Darkoth is now kind of beholden to him um, and so Diablo is um, has, Diablo is distracted by this conversation by the fact that uh, in addition to having been cut off from the um, the energy they were absorbing, uh, one of the solar collectors has malfunctioned, and now it's uh, it's bad. <laughs> so he sends Darkoth to go and deal with it. Um, Darkoth proceeds to go and do so, um, only to discover that things have been smashed. He turns around and thing punches him. Um, Alicia follows the. Footprints, blah blah blah. It, the upshot of all of this is, there's a big fucking fight, um, and uh, Darkoth winds up turning against Diablo, but in the process, uh, is ultimately forced to forced to die. Um, but. Ben finds out that it was uh God damn it how did I Desmond um
1: yeah sometime during and... the fight Darkoth reveals to Ben that he is Desmond Pitt Ben takes a minute but eventually believes him uh they go back fight turn on Diablo Diablo some Diablo and uh Darkoth Uh, Smash some machinery, and uh, Ben has to leave Desmond in the wreckage uh, before it explodes, and then it explodes. And he's found, the explosion uh, catches the attention of the army people looking for him, and uh, they pick him up yeah they also the um, army people make mention of the fact that they're on a reservation so that gets us closer to next issue
0: right um the ben explains to them what had happened with desmond which is that he wasn't actually a double agent working for doom uh that he was trying to stop the people sabotaging it but that he just got caught up in it um They make sure that he is going to be uh, honored posthumously. Uh, Ben also talks about trying to find Desmond's son. Because after Desmond died, his wife died as well. Sometime after, and now his son is in an orphanage. Um, The last thing, is, as far as this goes, is that Sue is still filming her movie... um, she tries to call Reed. Reed is unavailable. Reed has taken a job with this group. Uh, what was it? The Corinthian.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, but it's a shell lab for something else. That we'll yeah, find I mean, out eventually later.
0: There's shady shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was uh, it was Cynthian the Synthian group or something like that. Because it's named for Doom's mom. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Over this, this chunk because this is the first of a bit of Fantastic Four we're going to read this week. This bit's not bad. It's fairly low stakes Fantastic Four individual stories. Right. And I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of on board with that because that is far more interesting to me than sitting around mourning the end of the team.
1: Yeah. The navel Um, gazing that we were doing before where it was like, oh, but what are we all going to do? It was like, that was interesting for a couple of pages because, like you said, we got to see Ben and uh, Johnny have, like... I think you used the term wholesome masculinity. Where they were just like, okay, feel it out, man. Yeah. Um, and that was good. And that was it. And I, I didn't need more than that. Uh, the... I kind of... I'm with you that, like, having these... These... Disparate stories is interesting. Like, they're all like, well, what would they do? Right? Like, just as a thought experiment. And we, you know, it's comics. I know this isn't going to last forever, so I don't care. It's just like, yeah, okay, Johnny goes and uh, does a car race because. That's invited. something Johnny would do. Yeah, that's something Johnny would do, and Ben putzes around for a little while until somebody at NASA's like, hey, so I hear you're free. And yeah. uh, that's something Ben would do. Reed yep. gets involved in a shadowy cabal. I buy that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know much. that I don't know that I buy Reed Richards getting tricked like this but i do buy him joining a shadowy cabal. Well, like I guess he literally if... joins a shadowy cabal later.
0: Yeah. Uh if he's going to get tricked, it makes sense that it would go this way at least. That's something. Yeah. But uh yeah, so far so okay.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, unoffensive uh, but also not exactly wowing me.
0: Yeah. Um, Ms. Marvel, number 11, has a cover by Sal Busema, Frank Giacoya, and Danny Crespi, written by Chris Claremont, penciled by Sal Busema, inked by Frank Giacoya, colored by Glenis Ween, lettered by Joe Rosen, and edited by Archie Goodwin. Ms. Marvel is frustrating to me at this point in time. Because it feels like two steps forward, one step back. Every time I think we've got her dual identity sorted, then it's just like, aha, but she's still kind of nuts. And you're just like, "Uh, what? Okay. And that's what we do here. Like, I thought we had her split personality between Carol... And Ms. Marvel. Sorted out, and but then this week we sorted out again, and I'm just like, is one of these gonna fucking stick? Um, I mean, preferably
1: so, it's the one where they're the same person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- that's that's where we like. I guess spoilers. You're you're listening to this show, you you know we're gonna get to it, but, like, they, uh, th- they are... He, she gets to the, oh, I am both. I am... Yeah. I am me. Me is who I am. Yes is good. And fight. Like, they... That was the weirdest
0: Dr. Seuss book, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they... So yeah, they, they end up getting to the point where it's like they're they're the same person and they're she isn't fighting it anymore, right? Yeah. Um Which is good because it leads to a like a shitload of mystery. Like where'd she get all this cree shit? How does she know this? It's I know it's because of the cyclomagnetron or was that what it was called? Psyche magnetron. Sure. And like, but like now she gets to interrogate. Like that would be cool. We get to interrogate some of the Kree crap. And uh, I, I know, know we're not going to do that because we well, can't. I mean, we can't have nice things. Time,
0: at this point in time, I assume this the Kree stuff comes from Marvel. Like, it's a psyche magnetron. It makes sense that it would imprint his training onto her. One of whatever. Them,
1: there were two of them there. One of either Yon Rog or her. Or him, right, right.
0: Um, but so this issue, we start out. There's some Ms. Marvel stuff to begin with. She goes to work. She is told, "Hey, you've got to go down to Cape uh, Cape Canaveral for uh, more uh, more journalism." and she's like I do and they're like yeah you do because that's where you've got to go to move the plot along and so she does and uh but while she's while she's at the cape two things happen here that, that uh, I do want to bring up one is that everybody's really kind of cold to her um yeah. which is kind of weird compared to the last time she was there but whatever Uh, the, the reason being she wrote a book about her time there, uh, which is what got her the job at woman magazine. Um, so cool, but a lot of people felt burned by what she wrote. And so there's a whole lot of people who are just like, yeah, great. You're back. Whatever. Don't care. Like I said, though complete 180 from when she was here the last time yeah but fine this book is struggling to figure out what it is so fine uh but while she's there they are getting ready to send up a launch where one of her friends the few remaining friends she has there is on is involved in the launch She has a premonition that something's going to go wrong and her friend is going to die. This is important because not only is that going to inform what happens uh, for the rest of this specific story, but also it informs some really weird decisions later. So, yeah, Uh, she tries to go to deal with that. But then, she is waylaid because something happens at this other installation nearby. She go. She is sidetracked by that and finds these three assholes uh, with Captain Planet powers, and uh, she is. And um,
1: the end of this is Hecate. Um, yeah.
0: So. Um, the pro- the problem that i have with this is that three these three elemental douchebags one is wind one is water one is earth big fucking deal um they had shown up previously in some book we didn't read um so i'm well, already not the, giving a shit
1: <laughs> they were and and Hecate as well um apparently they're hunting down these three other assholes that we got introduced to earlier, earlier in the book, who were being chased by things. And they are from Supernatural Thrillers, number 10 through 15. Don't uh, care. Don't care at all. It was like, it looks like these two private detectives and their magical girl. Like, don't. Interdimensional magical girl too, so yeah. like, honestly, like if you threw that at me in a in literally any other context, I would be like, what the shit? Let let's interrogate that. But like, no, no book. You don't know what you're doing, so I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, um, I will say there are a couple of really good covers in this run of Ms. Marvel. And this issue definitely has one of them. Uh, It's a very well-structured cover uh, of this big stone uh, centurion-looking guy smashing her with a big stone sword while some other guys are standing. Well, when you look at the cover, other guys, but it's the elementals uh, just being like, ha-ha, fuck you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. But uh, there, there's a lot of good
1: movement in it. Yeah, that draws your eyes in specific places. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, the next, <laughs> the next issue, Ms. Is Marvel number, number twelve, uh, has a cover I really wanted to like because Jim Starlin did it. By the same token, it's really weird because it's basically her frozen in a block while Hecate and the Elementals are like dancing around it uh but anyway so number 12 has a cover by Jim Starlin, Alan Weiss, John Romita, Joe Rubenstein and Danny Cresby. uh the issue itself is inked by Joe Sinnott, colored by George Russo, and lettered by Annette Kowacki um this is this is kind of the issue we run into because this issue uh it turns out that they are after this item called the Ruby Scarab. They manage to find it, but then the elementals get a hold of it and they're like, Well fuck you, we don't need you anymore, and turn against Hecate. Um This whole thing gets dragged out um, in such a way that the thing she had or the the thing she had the vision about her friend dying that winds up happening Um, her friend dies up in space um, because the scarab like releases all of this energy which fucks up Cape Canaveral which causes problems with the space shuttle. The space shuttle burns up in the atmosphere. Hooray! Um in the midst of the fight though, Carol is able to grab the Ruby Scarab. This causes a huge burst of energy because of her powers. Um which then causes uh the elementals to be knocked out. Um Carol Carol reverts from Ms. Marvel and uh she then wheels on Hecate and she's like, You you killed my friend, this is all
1: your fault. Yeah, damn you you and Miss Marvel both, is yeah. what she says at the end. And it's like or in yeah, so She's, she's got a hold of the, or Carol has a, because we're still separate entities at this point. Carol has a hold of the Ruby Scarab and uh, is gonna take on a witch by herself. And this is... A demon witch? Like, Hecate, you don't fuck with... Hellboy lost to Hecate a couple of times. (laughs) Like, don't fuck with Hecate. Yeah. So and this is the
0: problem that I have is that we've gone through all of this with these two issues in order to set up this moment. Okay. Yeah. We then get to Ms. Marvel thir- number 13 cover by John Romita, Jr. Joe Sinnott and Annette Kuecki penciled by Jim Mooney colored by Francois Mouly. Lettered by Gaspar Saladino and uh, Peter Iro, uh, we drop it. We yeah. fucking drop the whole thing. Um, so this issue starts, and Carol is footloose and fancy free, and has gone to visit her parents in Boston. And initially, I was like, filler issue filler issue but then immediately yeah. no it's not they just dropped the previous because she goes to visit her parents and she has michael barnett with her uh her shrink slash sort of boyfriend um and it turns out that after all of that the the she wheels on hecate to confront her And Hecate's just like, we don't need to fight. You are now a single integrated person. (coughs) And you've dealt with the assholes. I have what I need. We're good. And it's just like, oh, okay. And it's just like, your friend still
1: died. Like. Yeah. We're just going to drop uh, that? Yeah. They just... They knit. This is when we knit Ms. Marvel and Carol together. Yeah. Now they're one pu- one person, and she takes that news so well that everything else doesn't matter. And I'm yeah. like, well, um, you still killed Sila. Like, uh, no? no. All right. No. Okay, Uh, I I mean, on the one hand, super excited that this is where we seem to have fallen this week, right? Like, they they are the same person, they are one, our good one, fine. And uh, on the other hand, I'm like, also, the last two issues I read apparently were worthless, because they got no 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 consequences anyway whatever
0: I moving on I can't help but feel like this was an editorial decision and they're just like no just figure out where you were going with it and then start there and we can just be like, oh yeah by the
1: way we resolved all that um, So it now, definitely has that feeling yeah
0: so now she's back at her parents place. her dad is uh, is a construction worker. Uh, and we, we start getting into her relationship with her dad and like the fact that nothing is ever good enough for her dad. Her dad wanted a son. He got her. She has been trying for his approval and falling short constantly. Does Uh, he,
1: does she have a brother yet? Because she has a brother. He's a piece of shit.
0: Uh currently. Like if she does, they have not introduced him. Uh
1: okay. so yeah. Um but Well not piece of shit. He just sorta of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a full on piece of shit. He's just sorta of crappy. Yeah. Uh um, anyway, sorry.
0: So the the thrust of the issue, however, is they Carol and Michael go to have
1: a date abo- aboard a a
0: naval ship it's yeah that, it's
1: the us constitution that's in boston harbor yeah
0: but that gets interrupted by uh these two um these two alien robots sapper and uh Another one. I forget what the other one's name is. The, the. Again, none of this matters because she fights them. Golden Blade. Sapper and Golden Blade. Uh, she fights them. Sapper absorbs a bunch of energy, including from her, um, but doesn't go very well for them. She drives them away. That's all that we really need to worry about. With that, the main the main thrust of it, or the main thing we need to worry about from this issue is her dad sucks. Um. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, like, her dad sucks, but her dad sucks even more than this. Yeah. Like we find out. Yeah, the life of Captain Marvel is a is a real book. Go read it. <laughs> Um, yeah
0: so Ms. Marvel number 14 has a cover by Dave Cockrum, Terry Austin and Irving Watanabe penciled by Carmine Infantino inked by Steve Leoloa colored by Janice Cohen lettered by John Costanza um, this issue actually deals with her relationship with her father in total there are there are a few things here number one um her dad she shows up at his work site uh because it turns out there have been all these incidents um and so she she goes and talks to him but he really just has no interest in talking to her about it uh, and he tells her to get her. Was it shapely took out of there?
1: <laughs> uh, I let me f- let me find. I remember he re- Yep, scoot your shapely took home. Yeah,
0: I couldn't remember if it was shapely or sculpted. Either way, it was the sort of thing that as a father, you don't say to your daughter. It's fucking nope. weird. Like, it's really <laughs>
1: fucking weird to say. Um, it's a, it's a weird thing to say at, at all. It's a weird thing. You don't say, you don't say that to your wife. You look,
0: here's the thing. It's not a great thing to say in general. <laughs> when you say it to your daughter, like, okay, here's the, here's the thing. When Moira was really little, I said she had a cute butt because it was a tiny baby butt. Yeah. That's a cute
1: butt. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Shapely is something else entirely. Yeah. Shapely is like you've noticed the shape of your daughter's ass. Yeah. And no. And it's so... just like, no, man. Like, no. Like. You can't.
1: No. No. Yeah. Don't want it. Uh, Um. The upshot of this is, like, somebody is... Her dad has decided to blow the whistle on the guy who owns the building that they're building because he's cutting corners Mm -hmm. and uh, using shitty building materials. Uh, She is like, hey, let me help. I'll... Organize something or whatever, and he's like, No, no, I've got this, even if it gets me killed, or whatever. Um, it's just stuff happens, more more stuff happens.
0: It turns out that there's the villain Steeplejack who had previously appeared in Luke Cage, but Steeplejack had died. Uh, it turns out that this Steeplejack is. Maxwell Plum the um the owner of the job site and he attempts to kill Carol's father um in do it in doing so steeplejack is defeated and arrested uh her dad kind of just treats her like, he kind of just blows her off. Um, and Carol Carol comes to realize that her dad is just a misogynist. It doesn't matter. There will never be anything that makes her good enough in her father's eyes. Um, and that resonated. So, here's the thing. My dad was a selfish prick. Okay? Uh. It is not the same in that, uh, in that they, he wasn't a Messiah He, well, he was by no means perfect. He was an asshole in every direction. But the, it wasn't like I wasn't good enough because I was a woman or anything like that. But there was, there was a point where I realized, The issue is not with me. My dad did not spend time with me when I was a kid because he was up his own ass. It did not matter what I said or did. That was not going to change. There was not going to be a threshold at which my dad's selfishness would be overcome and he would want to be with me. That was just who he was. And that's a hugely cathartic moment. And I... It's a nice moment to see here. Um, right. Carol's mom, meanwhile, is just like, oh, sweetie, you did such a good job. And she's like, thank you, citizen. And she's like, Carol, come on. Like, I wouldn't know my own daughter. Um, one other thing I will say about this specific issue. Uh, there is a point where she. So <laughs> It's so fucking crazy. This just comes out of nowhere she is walking along the streets at night and she's she feels like she's being followed so she changes into ms marvel and flies away at which point her pursuer it turns out is dracula i mean i get dracula exists in this universe and that's fine well like
1: and I know that if we were reading Tomb, uh, that he currently is in Boston. So like, like that's where he's based now. Yeah. is Boston, and it's just so like, and so like, I know that's that. That's why that makes sense. But at the same time, <laughs> surprise, Dracula is surprise. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's it's really
0: odd to just be like. Because this is this is this has got a lot of fantastical elements, but for her to nearly be attacked by Dracula <laughs> is such a weird non sequitur that I can't not obsess about it. Uh, anyway, the only other thing is uh, a dude ransacks her office and is interrupted by one of her employees who gets brained for it. Um, And yeah. Uh, Overall, Ms. Marvel this week is really all
1: over the fucking place. Oh, it's it's fucking wild. Um, Like, on the one hand, on the one hand, like, I hated the first issue just because it was like, Elementals and Hecate and fighting and we aren't the same person and then then that gets worse before it gets better and then syla dies and I liked her yeah and then we drop all of it so that she can become one person and we just move the hell on yeah and then there's these two robot assholes and they disappear like that's the thing is like something comes up and then is gone and something comes up and then is gone and actually you know what that makes surprise dracula makes just is not when i when i compare it to the rest of the story i'm like sure i mean yeah at that point it's just like
0: (laughs) uh nothing is true everything is permitted so why the fuck not um, I
1: may as well
0: yeah the the problem the problem that I have with Dracula specifically is the fact that dropping the thing with Hecate so quickly like I said feels like an editorial decision Dracula I don't even know what the fuck that was about I on the one hand I hope that there's some follow-up that that's going to play into something. But on the other hand, I really hope it doesn't. I really hope oh, yeah. that it's just like Carol Vanvers nearly got bit by Dracula.
1: I really, it, I mean, okay. So I know it, to me, it feels very much like, Hey, she's in Boston. You better throw Dracula in there so that we can sell some of that book. Uh, that's the way it feels to me. Yeah. Is that to, tomb is still a thing, and if people are reading Miss Marvel or Ms Marvel, then uh, and you're in Boston, you know, throw Dracula at them so that the the people that are reading Ms Marvel go what, and then go buy Tomb of Dracula to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, also, I hope it's not that. And it's just Dracula and nothing. Yeah. Yep. And that six months from now, someone's just like, "Did she almost get bit by Dracula? What was that about?" Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the the I mean the elf with a gun only, huh. only more. Yeah. Like just there was Dracula. What about that? The universe is nope. an
0: uncaring place. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> right, uh. but oh, overall, like it's really, it's really frustrating to think we have something worked out, and then discover, oh no, wait, we're still devoting time to this shit. And I really, I really, I'm gonna be really annoyed the next time we read Ms. Marvel if they're then just like doing the whole split personality thing because. Just, just stop it.
1: Well, look at it this way. You've only got eight more issues. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Uh, But she gets her new costume by the end of it, so that's good. I, I will say,
0: I thought you were going to go, well, look at it this way. You only have 40 more years still to read. And I was about to be like, ha ha, ha ha. Anyway. Uh, Fantastic Four again. Number, <laughs> number 195 has the cover by George Perez and Joe Sinnott, written by Marv Wolfman, penciled by Keith Pollard, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Phil Rachelson, lettered by Denise Wall, and edited by Marv Wolfman. Um, Sue, Sue is in Hollywood. She is called to... The um, the front offices of the uh, studio Reed is Cynthian Associates. That's what it was. She was a Reed is at Cynthia Associates, uh, and he is in the process of working on a big mystery project. So mysterious. That nobody is given the full picture they're all working their individual pieces but Reed is starting to put the the larger picture together Um,
1: this is this is and to me this is such bullshit like for Reed to be like I, it's so it's it's interesting doctor what's your face that I've just met today that uh isn't it so isn't it strange that you know about your parts and I know about my parts but we don't know about each other's parts until today and I'm just like read. no (laughs) like you don't I don't buy this because you get you get you get one or the other book you get either he's super interested in just the in the pure science or he's also has common sense Uh, like, you don't, you don't get to tell me both. Like, I, I don't, (laughs) I don't fucking buy it. The thing that bothers me is,
0: the thing Reed sucks at is dealing with other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reed is, Reed's blind spot is like
1: love. Um,
0: not. And that's what Sue,
1: oh, that almost came out. I'm going to say it anyway, but like, I don't feel good about this. Like, that's what Sue is for. That's oh, that's not the way that I mean it. No, you know, I, I, I
0: get I get what you're saying, but
1: yeah, that's some wording right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, I don't feel good about it. But like, she's oh god, because that brings up a, I mean, Reed sucks. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, like, and I don't think it's a surprise that. Sue is doing all of the emotional lifting for both of them. That's kind of been the way it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, so
0: in the course of all of this, there's a guy who's overseeing the project, but we. Uh, So he Reed Reed is unable to get a hold of Sue. In the same way that yes. Sue is unable to get a hold of him. Um, and there's this guy who's just overseeing Cynthian Associates. And we don't know yet who the hell this guy is or what his deal is. Uh, Sue, meanwhile, gets brought into the, uh, the studio owner's office and it's Namor. Um, and they make a big thing of the fact that Namor actually bought the studio back in Fantastic Four number seven in order to try and destroy the Fantastic Four. Cool. Moving on. Um,
1: (laughs) it's just so goofy. Yeah. And I, I, like, I know that happened. It's just... So goofy. Yeah.
0: Uh, but the... Namor talks to Sue uh, about the fact that having, having had his people restored to him, his people now treat him not just as a hero or as a king, but as a literal god. Um, they are constantly just like praying to him and want to be touched by him thinking it will cure their ills and stuff like that. So he straight up fled Atlantis. He finally got the thing he wanted, which is to get his people back. And now he's just like, I can't be around them. They are driving me fucking crazy. So,
1: well, but I like, so I understand his problem. Like, yeah, because he's like, No, I want a proud people, right? Like, I did my job too well. Yeah. Because they, they're now, like, I don't want them to start thinking that, you know, I'm invulnerable or any of that other thing. Like, I, there will be a, there will be a day, right, where we need to transfer power to someone else. This cannot be the way that, yeah. This cannot be a precedent. And I, I get that. Um, but also, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> I like his reaction to this, but I also don't. It, well, no. I don't like his reaction, but I like what he wants. No, yeah. I... His reaction is shitty.
0: I get you. Um, yeah. So we get a brief in yet where. Johnny goes and joins Ben and Ben and Alicia at the NASA facility. Um, And they're just like, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks being alone. I'm glad to see you. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Namor and Sue are uh, back at the set. And Sue is getting ready for a scene when suddenly a bunch of androids burst in. Uh, They have been sent by the Atlantean people to collect Namor. Uh, A large fight breaks out. Each of the different androids has a different ability. Um, But ultimately they're able to figure out that uh, the, the leader of the androids is also the power source for all of them so they position it so that the other two will open fire, get out of the way. And, uh, in the end, they destroy their own leader and they all just, uh, shut down. Um, Namor is like, cool, great job. Uh, and Sue's like, listen, you have, you have a place to go. You can come and be with Reed and I, um, and Namor's like, I appreciate it, but that's not the place for me. Um, he decides that he has to go back and face the music and deal with um, with this situation, and uh, and uh, so they part ways, and uh, yeah. That's where we leave things with that issue.
1: It's so silly, though. Like, everything is... I don't know. i like, It's exasperating. It's exasperating, but I get what he wants. So
0: i I don't hate what they did with him here. I mean, he ran away, yes, but to seek out the advice of a trusted friend and figure out what he needs to do. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't like he ran away, ran away. It was just a strategic tri- retreat in order to figure out how to handle this.
1: Um, All right. Yeah, so I get that. I don't hate that. All right. So, yeah.
0: All right. So that brings us to Fantastic Four number 196 with a cover with by George Perez, Pablo Marcos and Gaspar Saladino. Colored by Glynis Wien, lettered by Joe Rosen, edited by Marv Wolfman and Jim Shooter. Uh, so Reed gets brainwashed by the uh, the guy running Cynthia and Associates uh, using parts of Psycho Man's armor uh, and assisted by Dr. or Professor Hauptman uh, if you don't recall Professor Hauptman he was um, the scientist who worked for doom in this instance it turns out it's actually his brother because do du- Hauptman died previously <clears throat> we switch to what's going on in, uh, in LA sue gets a visit from Ben and Johnny everybody's really happy to see each other and man it just sucks that the team broke up and blah 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 um, but sue is just like I can't get a hold of Reed And they're like, it's fine. We'll try. Um, Ben tries to call Reed, still can't get through. So they're like, it's fine. He's probably working. You know how Reed is. So they decide to go get some dinner. While they're out at dinner, they see John Wayne. Fuck you, you uh, (laughs) racist imposter. Um, And then uh, while they're out at dinner, they start seeing images of weird shit like Alicia ostensibly gets her eyesight back sees Ben and is just like oh my god you're horrifying uh Sue and Johnny see their dead father before this really has a chance to do anything though the Invincible Man shows up the Invincible Man showed up at one point but was actually just a costume worn by Super Scroll. Uh so he's not a—he's not an individual in his own right. He's a disguise, like Eric the Red,
1: right? Um, and they recognize and... him fast. They, yeah, it's just over. Like all the 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 illusions are dropped, and after Alicia punches Ben hard enough to uh, send him flying through a table, she. Everybody's like, "Well, okay, we know that's not Alicia." Then um, he <coughs> brain uh, Invincible Man brain blasts him uh, so that they all go down and man or in base and kidnaps them, and puts them in a ship. Um, right. Yep.
0: Um, they they are taken to upstate New York and confronted by the guy running. Cynthian uh, Associates who unmasks the Invincible Man and reveals that it was Reed the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, and Reed is released from mind control uh, so that the Synthian Associates manager can explain to him, okay, here's the deal. You have been getting suspicious. You are on the verge of figuring out what it is we're doing here. So I'm going to be direct. You're going to do what we say, or they die. And Reed's like, well, I guess I have to. Yep. He is taken to a, to a cell. Uh, the Fantastic Four manage to get out, uh, but then wind up fighting their way in it, through some Doom bots, only to be brought down by a gas attack from Doom himself. Uh, So that brings us to Fantastic Four, number 197, which has a cover by George Perez, Joe Sinnott, and Irving Watanabe, and is inked by Joe Sinnott, colored by Barry Grossman, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Marv Wolfman. Uh, Reed is is loaded up into a rocket ship and sent into space, wearing his Fantastic Four uniform, to recreate the uh, circumstances that gave them their powers in the first place. This is actually the first time we get a major retcon of the Fantastic Four's uh, origin. Uh, Previously, it had just been they went into space, there was some stuff up there, they changed. However, since by this point, we've sent a bunch of people into space and none of them has come back as a rock monster it was necessary truly unfortunate it you know what if there is one thing i would change about this world that would be it
1: yeah um but i can't think of anything else i would change absolutely nothing
0: (laughs) i look i look at the world outside and i'm just like you know what this shit show needs superpowers
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs>
0: alright uh, but so we we find out in the course of this that it wasn't just the cosmic radiation the cosmic radiation was altered due to sunspot activity and a bunch of other variables and that's what caused the Fantastic Four to gain their powers so
1: he makes his way
0: up Um
1: makes and uh, does the experiment gets his powers back and in the meantime there's all this red mist floating around him and it's very suspicious and oh god it's the red ghost he put himself back together
0: yeah red ghost after his last appearance had been left uh unable to pull himself back together uh however being exposed to the cosmic rays again Cause I think this is like the third time Uh, he is now able to pull himself back together.
1: uh, And he look at it. This
0: red ghost. You
1: are mostly tumor at this point. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So uh, while this is going on, Ben, Sue and Johnny are being held by doom He brings in uh, Alicia and uh, informs them that Alicia is going to be carving a statue of him. The reason being that due to Latveria's laws he has to abdicate the throne and install someone else as the despot of Latveria, yeah, and so he is going to be uh, passing on the the throne to his son, Victor Von Doom II, and this is when we find out that the uh, guy running, uh, Cynthian Cynthian Techn- Associates, is Doom's son. In point of fact, he's a clone who Doom is going to transfer his mind into and then you know he won't have scars anymore whatever uh but alicia starts feeling his face and says you know in spite of all the stars or scars there may be stars too i don't know um in spite of all the scars it's obvious there's a good man still in there and it's just like ha no um no
1: it's just doom
0: yeah but uh, so back to Reed and the Red Ghost. The Red Ghost and Reed both have their powers amplified um, as a result of this second exposure to the cosmic radiation. Red Ghost is now able to touch anything and uh make it intangible as well as himself. Reed, meanwhile, his is able to stretch even harder. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the the red ghost sets it to uh, to burn up in the atmosphere Um, but he and Reed are both able to escape. Um, Doom finds out about this Uh, and is angry Um, but like the the fantastic the the rest of the fantastic four like I don't believe it it can't be true Reed survived worse Um, but of course Red Ghost is able to uh, (coughs) phase his way out Reed meanwhile is able to eject a an escape pod um,
1: it almost looked like put himself in a canister and had that shunted out before the explosion perhaps um, i don't know
0: if they ever actually said what it was
1: he's picked up by shield and he's like get me my plane i'm yeah. gonna go murder doom
0: yeah so that brings us to fantastic four number 198 with a covered by john buscema and joe sinnett colored by janice cohen and lettered by rick parker reed makes his way to latveria and uh gets into the castle fucks around a bit <laughs> and smashes some doom bots before being found by the uh resistance which is now run by there was a guy we encountered previously in may have been super villain team up or something else i forget what who was leading a resistance? This guy is actually his brother. Because everybody gets a brother or a son this week. Uh, this guy, it turns out, is Zorba. Um. And Zorba's just like, We've been we've been trying to find a way to depose Doom. Reads like, I will help you. They find their way into the, into the inner sanctum as it were they come across Hauptman. Hauptman says I hate Doom too he killed my brother and they're like okay cool so the next thing you see then is Doom is playing <laughs> Doom is entertaining his captives with a little light music Yep. when Hauptman comes in and says the castle's been invaded most of them have been dealt with, but there are still a few running around. Doom is like, you interrupted my recital? <gasps> Never do that again. And then gasses Hauptman. Hauptmann falls to the floor and reverts to Reed. Um, And everybody's just like, oh shit, it was Reed the whole time. And Doom's like, of course it was. I'm not an idiot. I knew that was Reed uh i like to think that he didn't and that he was just
1: like oh yeah just like you he, asshole don't interrupt me while i'm playing for my captives gas and he's like yeah and it's like oh yes i knew yeah. all along it was reed uh they put they he has put doom has put all Four of them now that he's captured Reed into a machine that is going to siphon off their powers and transfer them into Victor Von Doom II.
0: Yeah, Um, and ultimately I guess this is the end goal in giving Reed his powers back was just so that he could steal them. Uh, So yeah, that's where we leave things off for the week. Overall, uh, a whole lot, a whole lot of just this, this run of Fantastic Four has been really frustrating. I'm glad that we're moving toward, you know, Reed has his powers back so we can dispense with this. Oh, they're going to break up bullshit. No, they're not. Uh, on the flip side of that though fuck the red ghost fuck the red ghost so hard um it is hard to take a super villain seriously when the first thing I ever read with them was them getting their asses beat by power pack (laughs) um and but even if that weren't the case still fuck the red ghost fuck everyone he loves I hope they all die (laughs) Fuck them in their stupid dead asses.
1: I uh, I'm not a fan, and it's it's just dumb and silly. And the thing about this storyline for me, or this run of Fantastic Four, was like, and it was very much. And then another thing happened, and then some more things happened, and yeah. this happened too, with like no. <laughs> There was no connectivity. Like... Right. I didn't care. I don't know. Yeah. I also
0: want to say... I also want to say... The Red Ghost makes a big thing... About how he no longer needs his super apes. Um, He never really needed them. They were apes. Um, (laughs) I honestly... Look... If... If apes are your thing... Ew, uh, and I'm not and I'm not talking like oh well I like apes, I I honestly think Red Ghost had a shape shifting ape. You cannot tell me that on lonely nights, you know when he was in Siberia or whatever, that he did not make that ape turn into fucking Jane Fonda or something. You cannot tell me that's not the case. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. And look, does he need the apes anymore? No. No, he does not. But he's going to use them. Yeah. Because once an ape fucker, always an ape fucker. So just lean into it, man. It's not going to be okay. No. Because apes can't consent but just at least own what you are no matter how shitty that is you ape fucker
1: yep top
0: 5
1: top 5 the watcher's guide's top 5 top 5 all right i am not excited about this all right number 5 uh rebecca rainbow Honest to God, I actually liked her. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she was fun, and I, at first introduction, I was like, oh, this is an interesting foil for Johnny, and then in the, the next issue, it turned out she was actually with Wyatt, and I was like, oh, well, oh, well. Um, number four... Ben getting up out of the explosion Do you need to
0: do you need to sit in on math class with Moira?
1: No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Sorry. Ben waking up yeah from the in the debris of the exploded shuttle and just being like oh, What was I doing? All right, I was going to kick a kick a guy's ass. Okay, let's go. I it's just a fun little moment. Uh, number three, uh, Reed Richards, Reed Richards fighting through the jungle. Um, and this is both a joke and kind of serious because now that he's got his powers back and he put on a pretty serious display of stealth and offense as he was fighting through the Latvian jungle to, uh, and taking on those robots and stuff like that before it exploded in his face, but, uh, Very Rambo-ish, I guess. Uh, number two... Oh! Also, Dracula! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then... Number one is, uh... Namor did too good a job. Because he freed his people, but now they're... They've decided he's the second coming. And, uh... Or I guess to them, just the first coming. And he, uh...
0: Oh, God, does that mean there are going to be people trying to bring Jesus to the Atlanteans? I hope not. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: It's a bad... It's bad news for everybody. Uh, But he... I like... After you framed it for me, I like that his reaction initially is but I don't want this like I don't want my people to revere me as a god I want them to be strong on their own and like you know pick you know I want to help them but not in like that uh and also so him piecing out initially I was like well you big baby um but framing it as a I needed to go get advice from someone I trust that one now that makes sense to me and i'm okay with that so yeah all right that was me
0: all right well uh my top five uh number five red ghost doesn't need his apes anymore okay sure bro uh number four surprise dracula uh number three this one i find funny uh Why does he look so familiar? Yeah. And the thing that bothers me about it is my reacting like that is understandable because I have a shitty memory and uh, I'm an actual person. In comics, though, (sighs) they encounter thousands of people and always remember like everyone they've come across it doesn't matter how long it's been right. or whatever. You show them the face of someone they encountered once 70 years ago. And they're just like, you again. And I, whereas me, I'd just be, I'd be sitting there like, hey.
1: Hey, Max. You.
0: Hi. Uh, uh,
1: I'm a go. I'm a go.
0: What you been up to? Gary. <laughs> like, looking for any <laughs> context clues um so yeah how's it been um, since
1: you started doing you know <laughs> anyway sorry
0: mac macrame
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, number two so carol how are you doing with your friend's death my what now <laughs> uh, uh, my who
1: and the what now no, like Sila died. Uh-huh. You're not handling yeah, it Yeah, well, but are that you? was no. that was like
0: two hours ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Like Carol apparently processes trauma like a sociopath. It's just yeah. like that sucks. I'm better now. <laughs> like <laughs> Uh and number one is um Ms. Marvel achieves catharsis regarding her dad. Um, Like I said, that resonated. Um, If you're listening to this and you don't know, uh, let me lay this out. Some some relationship problems go both ways. Some the other person is the problem. It does not matter what you do. It does not matter how much effort you put in. They're the issue. And you've got to recognize that at a certain point otherwise you're just beating your head against a wall um the trick of course is recognizing which is which but like when you've been making every effort and the other person just refuses to give you what you need they're the fucking problem so anyway uh that is it for us this week next week we finish out uh the last couple issues before number 200 uh then we then we have the return of black panther um if you've been listening for a minute you know that black panther was appearing in the unfortunately titled jungle action um and that story just abruptly ended uh there will not be any continuation of that for a while uh but now we're doing jack kirby's black panther book uh, and then some Marvel team up. So, uh, between now and then, uh, be excellent to each other. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us both individually and at Watchers Guide MU. Email us at Watchers Guide at gmail.com or visit our website at WatchersGuide.com. We did just hit 500 likes on Facebook, so thanks for that. Hey. Um,. And have a marvelous week.
1: Bye.